how precious is his name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I, and I tell you, I, I, y'all just pray with me. I'm just full this morning. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me, if you will, to page 771 in your pew Bible. That is the book of Acts, chapter 16. Y'all been working me hard this year. Acts chapter 16, beginning with the 23rd verse to the 26th verse. Acts chapter 23, Acts chapter 16, excuse me, verse 23 through 26. A simple amen, I do. Amen. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, severely flogged. They were thrown into prison. <clears throat> and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chained
school church. We don't know that old stuff. Church break out. Old church break out. Young folk like, what's going on? That's because when I needed a friend, he was my friend. When I didn't have nobody to depend on, he was my friend. The old church break out. Been my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Leave y'all alone. It's been my friend. Yeah. Thank God we come to this moment of preaching. We seek, oh Heavenly Father, to hear from what you, the Lord of hosts, has for your people. Dear God, I'm standing up as your instrument. I just pray to God that you use my voice to preach your prophetic word. It's not enough in me, dear God, but with you I can accomplish all things. Let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We ask it in the precious and glorified name of Jesus Christ. The people of God said, Amen. I don't know where you're at, and I know this is sweet. You know, y'all kind of course sort of consider this church, church culture, when we ask you to turn to your neighbor. And that's all right. I mean, I, but I do need you to turn to your neighbor, look at them, and say, It's about midnight. It's about midnight. It's about midnight. You know, you got to pray with me. You know, the older I get, and there's something just mysterious about progressing through life. It seems that the older I get, and the wiser I get, more inexplicable things happen in my life. That's a big word. What do you mean? It's, it, uh, inexplicable. Inexplicable means things that you really can't explain. Uh-huh. And, 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 and this life, the older I get, the wiser I get, you would think that it would make more and more sense. Uh-huh. But the fact of the matter is, is the more older I get, the wiser I get, and the more I progress through life, the less life. Oh, help me. Oh, help me. I mean, I mean, I think it's true for anybody, no matter what era or what time in which you were born in, if you live long enough, the less you're able to explain about stuff that happens in this life. I don't want to preach hard. I just want to talk to y'all a little bit. I, I, I mean, I mean, the older you get, seeming like the less this world make sense. It's like we live in this state of helter-skelter. What is helter-skelter? Helter-skelter means that we live in disorderly haste and confusion. The older I get, the more disorderly this stuff gets. <laughs> and maybe it's because it would never, maybe because I'm beginning to realize that there was no real good package of this anyway. Uh-huh. 
And maybe the older I'm getting, I'm starting to realize that a lot of this stuff, maybe that I thought was in order, was was look, it looked like it was in order, but it was really. Kind of like, you know, some of the folks that's looking at me right now, they look like they're in order. <laughs> well put together. Hey, you, 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 you looking at me right now, but spend some time at 3804, and you're going to see, hey, that brother can get this, he can get out of order. Is there a witness here? And maybe that's just a, a, a false persona, something that I perceived that was never true to begin with. But it just seems that as I progress through this life, we live less in an orderly state and more under a helter-skelter. Disorderly haste. You know, helter-skelter means that we are all in a hurry. Aimlessly. We busy. But we busy doing nothing. Is it? Is it? No, I'm going to hear by myself. So I'm all right. Y'all left me last week. Y'all leaving me this week. Too. We busy. And the, and the busier we are, the further we are to go. And how that's supposed to work. But seemingly, I don't know if you like me, but when we make two or three steps forward, we get knocked five or six steps back. And, and let me tell you a personal testimony. What happened to me, Sister Sewell, and Sister Sewell's always on my case about taking care of myself, and I love her for that because she's right about it. What happens is, is I'll get so busy. And, and we mistake busyness for progress. And that's what happened to a bunch of our churches before COVID. We was busy. We had a daycare. We had a coffee shop. We had an outing over here and a program over there. And COVID shut that all down. And I was worried. Can I testify? <laughs> I was worried because I'm like, whoa, folks wasn't coming to church before COVID. Now we got COVID. I don't know how you going to keep Listen, listen. We don't have our program to keep us open. Y'all don't hear me. We don't have our summer program to bring people. What we going to do? And the Lord just shut everybody down. Yeah. Uh -huh. Amen. Then he shut everybody down. Yeah. And the Lord showed Antoine and Central Christian Church, you yeah. ain't in control of this. It's not your program that keeps these doors open. It's not your coffee shop that keeps these doors open. It's not your missionary work that keeps these doors open. It ain't your service to the community that keeps these doors open. It's the will of God that says you shall be open. Oh, I got a few people And then health the sculpture is about living in a state of confusion. Because some things that happen in our parent just don't, they don't make sense. They don't make sense. You're trying to do the right thing, and I'm not talking about folk that's living in the old kind of way. I'm talking about folk that get up and go to work every day. People who are pressing toward trying to live a quality of life and stuff, even to them, just happens. Yeah. And essentially, that's what helter skelter means. It means stuff just happens for no particular rhyme or reason. And do not get theological on me. Because you hear people say this all the time. 
You hear him say, no, I don't believe in stuff that just don't just happen for a reason. Because you ain't read your Bible. I know it. Here's what happens. You say, well, you know, uh, 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 Reverend, how do they, how do they, how do they say that uh, the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but to those who do endure it to the end, not biblical. <laughs> Y'all made that up. Brother Gamble, they make that up. Yeah. You know what it says? The race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but time and chance happens to us all. What suggests helter skelter? Stuff just happens for no particular rhyme or reason. And so you need to stop trying to put God in places where God ain't. And you need to stop putting Satan in places where Satan ain't. Is there witness here? A lot of us blame stuff and we, that we don't understand. Well, must God must have wanted it that way. No, no, no. Maybe it was time and change. That happened. Yeah. Things just bubble up. Hey, listen, y'all, hey, I ain't gonna preach long. I don't care what y'all say this week. Y'all can say amen or don't, don't say amen. Don't make me no difference. I, I got to move on about it. Y'all not gonna work me dead. John Brooks over there in Macedonia said, Antoine, church folk will love you to death. And I emphasize to death. <laughs> Just this unpredictable, just rickety, rockety, topsy turny rhythm that say, that flows in and out of order. Are y'all with me so far? And and what happens to you is is if you don't get your equilibrium straight in life, you can become exhausted, right? The roller coaster of life. And and you've been trying to figure out what happened to you. You've been trying to figure out why you're in the situation that you're in. You've been evaluating what sin you committed or what wrong you've done. And you can't really come up with an explanation on the crime fitting the punishment. Uh Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I know I get somebody at address. And you asking God, be like, Lord. You know, I understand I didn't do everything right, but is all that's necessary? Who am I talking to today? I'm talking to some folk that have been to Bible study, some folk that go to church, some folk that witness the people that are trying to do the right thing, but you still find yourself caught up in helter skelter. Who am I talking to today? And then it's easy to, to get envious of folk that you seem like they just, just riding along. They ain't no smarter than you. They don't have no more degrees than you. They ain't been no more places than you. But it seems like they just riding along. My brothers and sisters, it seems like we can't ever get this full orientation to life. In other words, orientation means to know where you stand. To have some footing. 
You know what I mean? I mean, we sing songs that we have maybe experienced time, but then at other times, I mean, on this solid rock of Jesus that I stand. It seems like that rock is slippery sometimes. I'm still on it. But it can slippery sometimes. And it just, but an orientation means that I got my equilibrium. It means I'm standing on solid ground. It's not shaking. And my confidence is in where I am. I have position. But then there is this disorientation. And disorientation is like you're going through life, but you're going through life feeling unstable. Doesn't matter what you do. You're feeling unstable. Man, I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about. You're feeling unstable and everything that you do it is sort of rickety and rockety and you can't really get your orientation straight. And things that are happening every day that ought to make sense don't make sense at all. Come on. Come on. Now let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. Now, Russia wants to take Ukraine. Okay. Ukraine is right next door for whatever reason. So Russia wants to take something, but before they take it, they throw bombs at it and tear it up completely. And then Ukraine retaliates and tears up Russia as a as a retaliation for them tearing. And so now you got what was two civil. Yeah. Territories uh-huh. that two people want uh-huh. that ain't now worth nothing. That uh-huh. don't make sense uh-huh. at all. Uh-huh. Talk to me, somebody. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that ain't enough for you. Uh-huh. America uh-huh. gets involved uh-huh. and sides with Ukraine, uh-huh. and America can find within America's budget uh-huh. to fund somebody else's war, uh-huh. but they won't cancel my student loans. That don't make sense at all. Is there a witness here? Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, for people of faith, orientation and disorientation is it, more about knowing where you stand with the Lord than knowing where you stand in this rickety, rockety, tossy, turny world that we live in. There is no peace in this world, but people of faith must find, I don't know how y'all do it, don't, they, we, hey, y'all folks that don't have no faith, I don't know how y'all do it. How do you live in this world that's helter-skelter and so chaotic without knowing that you got an anchor in Jesus Christ? What do you do? What do you do in the times of helter skelter when you lose track of God? I can't trace God. I can't measure God. I I I I, I can't trail God. I, I I I don't know where God is. And sometimes when I ask God questions, God doesn't answer right away and I'm left to myself to wonder where God is in the midst of all of this chaos in my life 
to use this illustration. I went and opened my mail the other day, and listen, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to get a lot of calls here next week because y'all ain't checked y'all mail yet. <laughs> I opened up my mail and found out that my property taxes on my home increased 94%. And you're going to find out yours is somewhere around in there too. And then you're going to want to get organized. And then I'm going to say, why did I see you? <laughs> How does it make sense that after we become accustomed to living at a certain standard, that our government who claims and who get paid and who we pay to work in our best interests, have given me a 93% increase when I was barely paying the percentage that I had in the first place. And that is to say to you, everything was going all right. I was oriented. And everything was just going fine. I walked out, Brother Tony, and opened my mailbox and Helter Skelter broke out. And that is to say to you, my brothers and sisters, don't think it's strange that you're going through life doing the best you can, but just all of a sudden, a storm breaks out. Who am I talking to today? You're trying to do the best you can, but all of a sudden, trouble finds you. Who am I talking to today? Acts chapter 16 Paul and Silas was on their way yeah. to the house of prayer. Yes, yes. Come on. And on their way to the house of prayer, they were followed by a demon-possessed girl. Uh, come on. Uh. In other words, I'm on my way yeah. about the will and about the way of the Lord. I'm on my way to talk to the Lord. I'm on my way to commune with the Lord. And on my way, here come the devil. Oh, y'all sleeping here today. Somebody on the way to church this morning was followed by the devil. And the devil, when you walked in, the devil walked in too. Is there a witness here? Some of us came to church because we got our mind on Jesus. We're looking forward to the word of God. We're looking forward to God speaking in our situation. But when we hit the door, the devil was already in the church. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. Come on now. Help the skeleton. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get my mind on Jesus and you're trying to put my mind on some nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Who am I talking to today? I, 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 if I wanted to be picked up on, I would have went to the club. Don't try to pick up on me in church. Talk to me somebody. Am I saying anything to you today? Oh, Lord. Come on. I find that exercise. Yes, sir. Come on. My brothers and my sisters, in this life that we live in, trouble seems to just keep on showing up. Can I say anything to you today about it? I mean, how many of us in here have done the best you can and the best you know how, but this life, this rickety, rockety, topsy turny life, you've gone through a lot of trouble despite your efforts. I just need one witness up in here. Come on. And the Lord, I'm trying to figure out, Lord, what do I say? 
people, I mean, I know we're talking about focusing on the family and that's all good, but I'm just letting you know there's some help to skelter that it broke up in the church and the folks are kind of wondering, Lord, where are you at? I'm here today. You got my attention today. But where you at? Because this situation, I don't understand. I can't track and I can't trail you, but I know, dear God, that I must trust you. Who am I talking to today? My brothers and my sisters, for no good reason, things can just pop up in your life. And I know you're tempted to talk to somebody about it. And I got to talk to folk trying to track and trail God in instances where things don't make sense to them. And quite frankly, they don't make sense to me. Am I saying anything to you? Well, I've come to learn that we don't always have to make sense of things. But regardless of the situation we find ourselves in, we got to learn to trust God. Well, Paul and Silas were minding their business on their way to pray to God. They were followed by the demon-possessed girl. They cast out her demon, but when they did that, they messed up somebody's hustle. Is that witness here? You got to read it for for yourself. They messed up somebody's hustle. And when you mess up somebody's hustle, hey, let me just tell you, hey, they, 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 they rather the girl stay demon-possessed than to mess with their money. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Yes, well, I, uh, I didn't put this in my notes. But America is just like that. America says in God we trust. But the truth is, it's in money we trust. And God, maybe. And if you really want to see if a person is a Christian, don't mess with their spirituality. Mess with their money. Because the scripture says, where your treasure is, your heart is also. Is that weakness here? And we can find money for everybody else. Michael Jordan, get our money. Louis Vuitton, get our money. Christian Louis Bikini, get our money. Michael Cards, get our money. And whatever we got left. We give it to the church. And I'm just saying, my brothers and my sisters, they found themselves in prison. And listen, they were in prison unjustly, unjustifiably locked up. And if that ain't bad enough, they got beat before they went to prison. And I know they're asking the question, Lord, where are you? I was on my way to give you praise. I got disrupted by the devil. Now in here, I'm beat down. I'm low down. I'm tore up. I'm kicked to the side. I'm lost in prison. And now my question is, Lord, where are you? Anybody here been in a situation where life has been totally unfair to you? You were trying to make your way to the Lord. But on your way, you 
got disrupted by the devil. And instead of the Lord delivering you, what went bad turned into worse. See, I got to talk to somebody that's been through something in this world. I can't talk to folk who ain't never been through nothing. Anybody here want to know, Lord, where are you? Well, let me tell you, there is an antidote when you can't track the Lord, when you can't trail the Lord. When you can't trace the Lord, what you need to do is learn how to trust Him anyhow. And the Bible says that Paul and Silas, in a ridiculous predicament, unfairly treated, unjustly treated, they sat in that cell. And I can just imagine what happened in the cell. But what really happened in the cell was that it confirmed what the Bible said. The Bible says where two or three are gathered. I'm there in the midst of them. They must have remembered that God was in their midst because they had each other. Is there a witness here? Tell your neighbor it's, it's about midnight. Yeah. It's not time to give up on God. 
chaos and put order into disorder. Y'all don't believe what I'm saying? The Lord is the one where the earth was void and darkness hovered over the face of the deep. It was a lot of disorder. It was disorder and he was the one that separated the firmament from the earth and put the heavens up and put peace in the body of the water and said to the said to the water, let peace be still. And then said, let there be light. Who am I talking to today? There's no order in this world. But God knows how to take all the pieces in your life that are out of order and put them back in order. We got to learn to stop crying so much and start praising God. Is that witness here? It's a trick of the devil to make you believe that you don't know how to talk to God. It's about midnight. It's time for you to start talking to God. It's time for you to stop trying to make sense out of this life. It's time for you to put order yeah. back yeah. into disorder yeah. so that the, the storm that's raging in your life will cease yeah. it's about midnight yeah. it, it's about midnight it's time for you to pray let me let me let me let me can I help you can I give a workshop I just did a workshop I'm gonna do another one a tutorial it's gonna take another couple minutes can I do a workshop yeah. I just want to do a workshop because some of y'all. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. Some of y'all have been convinced that your prayers don't work. That's a lie. That's a trick of the devil. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how bad it looks. As long as you believe in your heart that Jesus answers prayer. <laughs> you can pray. Amen. Amen. But here's what I want you to do. Here's my workshop. Say whatever it is you got to say. <laughs> but at the end, say, but Lord, I trust you. Now, I don't never do no fake prayer. So in order for me to complete this workshop, I got to pray. But I can't do it for fake. Because I don't do fake prayers. Amen. Amen. But if you hear something. That makes you want to shout. Because it's helping you. Then you go ahead and shout. Now let me just tell you something. Full warning. I can pray. Better than I can preach. <laughs> Is there witness here? Because when I pray, it's me and God. Amen. In the concerns, I heard somebody say the concerns on my heart. Is there a witness here? Now listen, now remember what y'all got to do. Whatever you say, put on the end. But Lord, I trust you. 
Did you get that? Whatever you pray, put on the end. But Lord, I trust you. Amen. Lord, you're the source of my strength. The strength of my life. Lord, I I depend on you. Because, dear God, we can accomplish nothing without you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Lord, I know I ain't done everything right. But, Lord, it just seems like my life is just topsy-turvy. Oh, Heavenly Father, I don't know what's on the mind. Oh, Heavenly Father, of anybody that would shoot through the door while a woman has her child next to her and kill her dead in front of her daughter. But, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I don't know what would make somebody have road rage, shoot through somebody's window and run them off the road. But, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I don't understand how folks don't have no patience anymore. Take your money and give you bad customer service. But, Lord, I trust you. But, Lord, I don't understand why people love money and can give praise to a football team and, and spend more money than they'll ever make. But, Lord, I trust you. I don't know what takes people so long to recognize that, dear God, if it had not been for you, oh, Heavenly Father, withholding the devil angel by their bed last night and pricking them and waking them up this morning and giving them the faculties of their mind and renewing a good spirit in them. But, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I don't know why. Young boys need to feel like they need to hang out in these Kansas City streets at 2, 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning and then act like they come home ain't they, like they ain't never done nothing. But, Lord, I trust you. I don't understand, Lord, a lot of things about my life. But, Lord, I trust you. And I know, dear God, sooner or later, you're going to deliver me out of this. Because I read in my Bible that trouble don't last. Always. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Lord, I trust you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Give it to the Lord. Whatever it is, you give it to the Lord. Give it to him. And just tell him you trust him.